you're stuck. You bought the program, you've done the research, watched videos, listened to podcasts on it. You want the results. You're convinced a better life awaits and you want it so bad, but you don't have it. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and today's episode is about how to move from where you are to where you want to be. Jamar Jones is a video branding and marketing architect. He's a speaker, gamer, comic book enthusiast, and the author of the book, Change Your Circle, Change Your Life. And he's my guest today. His book is 50% Theory, 50% Practical Steps, that if you act on, will positively alter your trajectory. Jumping ahead, you will miss gold if you don't hear the four questions that Jamar drops at the end of our conversation. So let's get into it with Jamar letting us in on the why behind the book. I wanted to give somebody a tool set to be able to understand how to navigate through life. So it's really a philosophy of mine that's all about yourself and then how you're going to navigate into other circles. And so like what value, what impact are you going to provide for others to ultimately change your life? And a lot of people are, are stuck in a rut uh, where they're trying to discover themselves, but they're also like saying, how do I get over there? How do I, how do I cross over? this bridge to get over there and they don't even know just they don't even understand the concept of how to get over there and that's that's what this book teaches so i really wanted a tool so that i could actually hand somebody and say hey read this check it out and uh if they go from front to back i really believe that it could change anybody's life how can you be that confident (laughs) about the book man talk about that for a second yeah i well like I said before, it's 50% mindset with 50% action. If you just read the book and you know you just absorb it from a mindset perspective but take no action, then it can't change your life. Mm-hmm. And if you do vice versa, you take a bunch of action without getting your mindset right, that action is probably going to lead to things that you didn't want to happen. <laughs> so you need to have the right mindset. Uh, but if you do both of them, you know, if you really unlock um, the things within yourself, um, and that understanding of self, and then actually take those actionable steps. I really believe that no matter what background or um, position that you're in in your life, and that's the thing that everybody's life has different degrees of um, of tension that they're going through. And I really believe that the book itself at least will give you the the tools to be able to get you out whatever situation you're in and get into a better one because it really talks about how to break down um, those situations that people are in, even if they're kind of the nastiest of the nastiest situations. It, it talks about breaking those down and from a mindset perspective, but also like an actionable thing, you know, to to limit those interactions. So that way you can get to the better things. Um, of course, there are always extreme cases for everything. Sure. Um, but I, I truly believe that it's, you know, minus the extreme, uh, the extreme circumstances that this really can change anybody's life. I'm always intrigued with people that, that put their, uh, that they're willing to put their ideas and, and they're vulnerable enough to put an idea 
uh, a concept, um, a belief system into the greater public, you know, into the world. So, uh, and, and what happens internally with those folks as they're going through that process. So what were some lessons, uh, what were some lessons that you learned in the process of writing this book? That a book is, uh, is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing is that when you're just kicking it with some, um, with some friends or talking with family, um, and you can just spitball ideas and, you know, just, just kind of just have a free uh, conversation with, you know, somebody, those ideas don't have to stick anywhere, but you know, it it only has to go as far as that conversation with a book. It's like, you might, it might sound good, like in your head or when you start talking about it, but then when you reread it, that's when it's like, is this going to make sense to everybody? Mm -hmm. Is this like the way that I speak, is it going to at least make sense to, you know, every single reader and are they going to get the concept and, and what the real point is? Because, you know, with the book, you can't continue to just talk and talk and talk, be able to answer people's questions. Um, so it, that was the most challenging part, especially, I think, with um, with my style um, and approach to explaining things um, and getting across my message. I would say that just being confined into the book, it, that was the hardest part. Um, of of putting it together, the visual aspect and the presentation and stuff like that, that was fine. I felt like I was very clear and I know exactly kind of what I wanted. Um, but I would say the the kind of the guts of the book was the hardest. And how long should it be? Because uh, sure. I could have I could have went. I mean, it's seventeen chapters. I could have probably gone another twenty. You know, if I really like had the time. But I I, I would say that just the contents of the book is uh was the most challenging uh but then somebody told me because i had a book coach that helped me with this as well and it's like you don't have to put your whole life story in here or you don't have to, this doesn't have to be the next harry potter um <laughs> yeah. you know book it, it it does it it just has to really um hammer down on a point and and what that point is you got to make sure you get across and you provide a lot of um supporting you know, supporting content to that point. And then that's kind of what I did. And I'm like, okay, well, the thing is changing your circle to change your life. What are the key aspects? Um, Cause I could probably, you know, write another one yep. <laughs> that, that even supported what I did. So I, that's a good segue. I'd love to get into a couple uh, sections of the book, if that's all right. And, uh, and, and cover a couple of these concepts. We're not going to be able to do the whole book justice, but this will be hopefully a good appetizer for, for folks. So one of the first sections, uh, you ain't working hard. Now there's two, <laughs> there's two things here. Uh, first of all, where did this come from? And then the second portion of that, that had me intrigued is, you know, talk a bit about where people go wrong with feelings. Yes. I love this stuff. Okay. So the, you ain't working hard. That came from when I first started my business. Um, I actually got t-shirts printed up with, uh, with that, um, that saying on it, because what I noticed is, especially when I came out of, um, kind of corporate America. I was like, a lot of people are just like wishing a bunch of stuff and have, you know, some goals, quote unquote, that they're that they're going after. But then when it comes to the actual work ethic that they that they need to put into that to make the goals a reality, it's it's minimal. It's minimal from yep. from. And even if you look at it just on a, a black and white uh, scale, as far as like um, the work that a farmer does, I mean, those those people get up at the crack of dawn and work all the way 
to, you know, probably what, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And it's there, there is no room for, for slacking, you know, it's, it's manual labor. It's, it's all day. Um, and you just think about like, are you having that kind of approach when it comes to your goals? Are you actually, you know, really going for it and saying, I'm going to put in that maximum effort. That's like, that's from the Deadpool movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put in that maximum effort to, to really achieve those goals. And that's why, that's where that slogan came from. You know, a lot of people just aren't working hard. Their, mm-hmm. their work ethic is like 10% of where they need to really go. And they're just doing just enough, um, just to get by. But when is, when is, you know, doing enough ever been enough? Never. It never has. Yeah. Um, and I would say that the, the feelings part. So like when I say that stuff and then feelings immediately start to activate for somebody and like, oh, well, I'm working hard. I'm doing everything. I, you don't understand my life, Jamar. I'm just so busy. I got so much stuff going on. It's like, so does everybody else. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all here just trying to get it. We're just trying to, you know, we're all human beings just trying to make a life for ourselves. And so I just challenged somebody saying that, like, okay, so once you get out of your own way and get your own feelings out of there, then start to say, what can I do? Start taking some accountability and saying, if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, what actions do I really need to take? And am I really grinding and, and working hard? Because a lot of times when you look at somebody's life, they, you know, their uh, priorities are all mixed up. You know, they, they might tell me, I'm, oh, I'm working hard, Jamar. But then they're spending, you know, every night, three hours in front of the TV, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. couch potato in it. But, you know, so that's, and that's why I'm just saying, like, look at the, the accountability side of it. Um, and that's, that's what that whole chapter is about. Next, uh, don't surround yourself with bums. Yes. All right. So lay it on us, man. How do we identify, <laughs> how do we identify a bum and what should we do about bums in our lives? And, uh, and stories are welcomed here. Not that I'm trying to throw anybody under the bus, but, uh, yeah. you know, help us out, man. Yeah. I mean, I got a few stories in the book about, uh, don't surround yourself with bums. Mm-hmm. I, I love that title, uh, cause I feel like it just really resonates with people. Uh, you know, there, there's just people in our lives that are not going anywhere. Those are the constant complainers, the excuse generators, you know, those, those are the people that are all, you know, they're in our lives. We allow them to be in our lives. And a story is, is that, you know, back when I was, uh, when I was doing music, you know, I had certain individuals around me, um, that, uh, when I say doing music was, you know, I was going for my music career. So I was definitely striving for that, um, as a hip hop, um, artist. And I had people in my circle that, uh, I was trying to strive for this goal, you know, to, to one day, um, you know, make it, you know, get signed to a label, perform on, you know, gigantic stages, uh, have my music heard to the world. And I had certain people that were on there that, you know, were scared to release music. They um, just at the club, you know, pretty much every weekend because they thought that that was getting connections. Um, and even when they got a connection, they would never use it. Um, it would just be people that what their actions were wasn't adding up to their goals. So ultimately what happened is that every time around them was kind of like this negativity um, vibe that started to keep building and building, which classified them as a bum. Um, and, and those bums, you know, are constant uh, draining um, of your energy, you know, as far as, you know, when you're constantly around them, 
And people need to limit the interactions with bums. Uh, I think that sometimes we we selfishly like hanging out with them because maybe they're a good time. Maybe they're um, somebody that we can just kick back and relax with. But if you're trying to strive for goals, the less bums you have in your circle, um, the more that's going to challenge you and really ed educate your mind um, and advance your mind to get to other things because they're going to ask really good, compelling questions. They're going to have that constructive criticism. They may even have some connections that will help you get to the next phase in your life. Um, if you just eliminate the bums around you, you got to get the bum repellent, start spraying it and get these bums out of your life. Yeah. It's, okay. So let's pause there just for a second. What are some steps? Like what would be a good first step after somebody says, oh, dang. Okay. So a bum, they're complainers, they're excuse makers, they drain my energy. Now we've identified somebody. What is that spraying of bum repellent? How, how, <laughs> what steps do we take? Is, is it as easy as just saying, hey man, I'm going a different way. Um, and And then also what do we do with bums that are family members <laughs> those are the worst ones right because you can't you can't really get rid of them so there's a few ways that you can um you can slowly get these bums out of your life so there's a there's a couple of steps that you can do first you got to identify the bums in your circle and then you have to make a strategy to you know see how do you start to cut them off um one one route is you know cold turkey you know um I don't recommend this, but some people, it, that relationship, it only it only exists because you just keep um, fueling the connection. So sometimes you can just cut them off and then you just don't hear from them again. Uh, another way is to limit the interaction. I know, I understand that that's, that's tougher, um, especially with family members, but you have to set up barriers. So you slowly have to have less contact with an individual. Um, and I know, understand with family members, it, it, I guess the closer that the family member is to you. So if it's like your um, parents or um, mm -hmm. sibling or something like that, of course, that's a lot harder um, and that. But you still have to set up the barriers. You are still in control of you. And if they are constant complainers, negative, shooting down your dreams all this all the time, you have to put up those barriers and say that I'm not going to have this. Another way you could do is you could use confrontation. So. And this is sometimes really hard for people because they don't like confrontation. Yep. But sometimes you need to confront the bum. <laughs> you need yeah. to stand up and, and, and stand strong and say, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I'm not going to take this again and again where you keep shooting me down. Because some people just take it and then they keep going on with their day um, and with their life. And, and after a while, it just, it just whittles away at them. Some people, you know, you can't cut off. So another step is you can't cut off because they'll hunt you down. And so <laughs> um, I, I explain this because, you know, you may need to confront them respectfully um, in a way, because a lot of people are in different spots in their life. And maybe that bum is somebody that, you know, could potentially be dangerous. Um, so you don't want to um, just cut them off. You want to do it respectfully or you want to do it in, in a right way where you may have to get other people involved to start limiting those barriers. And then. The last one is leave them with a choice, leave them with an ultimatum. So, you know, say either this is needs to change or I'm not going to allow this in my life anymore. So you put it on them of like what your concerns are, what the pain points are. And like you are now putting up those barriers and you're leaving them with a choice. Now they have a choice to either remain a bum 
or or cha- start changing mm-hmm. <laughs> the um you know to actually be a positive influence in your life I like that. So, so you're, you're taking the, the, the problem off of yourself and you're handing that problem back to the person and giving them an ultimatum. Like I'm going this way. I'm not going to carry this anymore. Here's the issue. It's yours to deal with. I'm going this way. If you want to come with me, that's good. Exactly. That's good, man. So the next one that I, that I've got written down here is fear. So walk us through how you would view this concept of fear and how you've dealt with fear in your own life as you've launched businesses, if you, as you've moved in and out of uh, positive and negative circles and, and seen how that impacts your life, you know, fear, man, talk to us about that. That's a tough one because um, as you start to change your circle, you're going to continually have fear come up. And I like to um, unpack this a little bit in the sense of, I truly believe that there are three ingredients um, to unlocking your self-awareness and self-awareness is the key to get it to any through any door self-awareness is that's where you start taking accountability of yourself and you really start to understand yourself and say this is who i am this is what the value that i can bring and i know kind of my limits i know what things i'm great at my gifts you you just really have an understanding of self and the three ingredients are Fear, confidence, and perspective. If you can understand those three things, you will unlock your self-awareness. Uh, but diving into, into the fear aspect, it's all in your mind. Fear is that, that, that thing in your mind where it's saying like, hey, just beware of this. Um, because I either seen this before or I haven't seen this before. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, and you got to think of it as almost like passing a test, you know, fear. I like to think of fear as like that little gremlin that just comes up and sits on your shoulder and just like whispering at you like, oh, you can't do this. No, no, this isn't the right time. Ah, you're just not beautiful enough. Oh, you didn't get chosen because this isn't this, you know, like fear is that, this, that nagging right in your ear. And you got to take that little gremlin and just slam it down on the ground and just face it. That, that's, the, that's the thing you have to do with fear is facing fear and looking at it dead in, dead in its eyes and saying that I'm not going to let you stop me from getting to, you know, through that door or, or achieving that goal of, or just completing this action that I need to do. And through my life, um, I've had a lot of instances with, with fear. I've had, um, you know, where when I was in high school, I, I went to four different high schools um, in three different states uh, growing up. And one of the stops <laughs> that I had was um, at a school where I was actually the only black kid in the school. And I had a lot of um, racial tension um, that was there and experienced a lot of these things. And that's kind of what activated my my fear component, because then I just started to experience these things and I didn't know how to understand them. From about 15 to 20, 21, I was uh, a pretty, I would call myself like an angry, you know, teenager. I, I just would tap into the anger because that would tackle the fear, <laughs> you know, and, and instead of understanding myself, I just tapped into the anger and that eliminated fear. But once I, you know, later on through life and, and um, as I went through corporate and, you know, kind of these changes in my life. I started to understand myself to to know how to acknowledge fear and strangle it 
in the best uh, way possible that wasn't um, through anger. And and that's that's just like a a, a very boiled down um, story of it. But I I would say that you know fear is something that is in every single person. You need to look at it, acknowledge it, and just tackle it and go right through it um, or jump over it. However you need to do it, but you cannot allow fear to control you. The fear thing that 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 nagging um, gremlin, as you talked about, um, you got to face it. So that's that's helpful. Um, so vampires and shepherds, this section, uh, give us a definition, you know, of, of both the vampire and the shepherd, and then maybe some real life examples to help us, you know, conceptualize what we're talking about here. So the whole concept with vampires and shepherds is that uh, every day you theoretically start out with 100 percent energy. Mm-hmm. So just immediately when you open your eyes, when you wake up the next day, then you get hit with things that drain your energy. So you get hit with maybe you didn't get a good night's sleep. Maybe um, then you're late for work. Um, You got to get the kids on the bus or um, as you're going through your day, maybe you got to finish a big project. So that takes away a percentage of your energy. So these things, these actions start taking away your energy um, as you go throughout your day. And that's things that, you know, maybe you, you can control and some things you can't control. But there are people. So as you're as you're going throughout your day, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of the darkness, comes this vampire and just latches onto your neck. And you're just like, oh, what did this come from? What's going on? And then starts <laughs> to drain your energy. Literally just like just takes your energy without you knowing it and without you expecting it. And you're just like, what is going on? And an example of this is people that make their problems your problems okay you know these these vampires are there to just drain your energy and then it's like you got to go deal with this vampire now now you got to deal you know with this creepy looking creature that just came out of nowhere and sucking up your time this could be a coworker, it could be a family member it could be a spouse it could be a friend it could be an acquaintance and the thing about them they don't do it intentionally a lot of them just in their own mind and maybe where they're at in their life, they just want to attach themselves to others and kind of drain their energy and get some of their time. Um, so the problem is when you're dealing with that vampire, after you're you know finally done with that, maybe it takes 30 minutes, um, two hours, maybe it's half a day, you got to deal with these vampires. Then also you got to go, you know, you get derailed and you got to go back on track to going through, through your day. Uh, and so these vampires, you have to, you know, get your stakes, you know, you got to get the garlic and you got to start fighting off these vampires and become, you know, like blade, you know, you need to become a vampire slayer. Um, and so you have to really limit these interactions and set up these barriers. Um, so that way these vampires don't constantly get in and drain your energy. Cause a lot of times we do have, uh, the ability to choose whether we want to engage with these vampires or not. And shepherds are the opposite. So the shepherds are a guide. It's like a beacon of light. Those people, um, you almost get like a high after you're with. You know, maybe you're 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 sitting down, you're talking about some stuff. They give you a great idea. You can bounce ideas off of um, off of them. And they're they're the ones that give you back your energy. These shepherds are actually leading you to your goals. It's leading you to where you mm-hmm. need to go in life. Um, they may. 
you know, a, a shepherd could also be a mentor. It could be a person in your life that just really helps you and, and helps guide and coach and get you, get you to where you're, where you need to go. Um, but these shepherds come in all different, um, walks of life, but they're positive influences on your life. That is the one thing that is the same about all of them, um, is that they're positive influences in your life. So they give you back that energy. So when you're draining your energy and you're going throughout your day, spending your energy, almost like currency, almost like money, um, you get back some of that energy when you deal with shepherds, um, also, another thing that gives you back your energy is when you achieve something, when you accomplish something that is also gives you. So let's say, you know, you finally, you know, kill a big presentation at work and then you're walking out of there like, oh, nailed it. You know, that gives you a little jolt of energy. It keeps you moving. It keeps you progressing, um, you know, throughout the day that where you where you want to do more. And so those things give you back your energy. And so it's just about getting more shepherds in your life and less vampires. Um, and we all know about vampires and the ones that I would say are typically the hardest are once again, your family members, mm -hmm. those ones. But once again, you just have to limit the interactions and you have to set up the barriers and make sure that you're ready and you're prepared for when these vampires come along. But I also would say that the biggest thing with vampires is that most people don't know that they're dealing with a vampire. It's almost like a vampire's in disguise. You know, they, they don't realize that they are a vampire until they have that self-awareness unlocked where they're like, oh my God, this person's spending, you know, using a lot of my time all the time, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and they, you know, vampires don't breathe oxygen, they breathe excuses. So every time that you're like, you're trying to, you know, um, maybe put up that barrier, they have an excuse. So you need to be ready to fight off these vampires. That's good. So you got to identify and then you got to do something about it, which, which is the hard yes. part. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm intrigued by your answer to this next question because you're, you're a business owner, you're a speaker, uh, now an author. Um, you might be able to do everything. You seem like you have the capacity to do everything, but I would assume that because <laughs> you're human, uh, there, you know, there, your energy, like you said, you start off with 100%. And, it, and it, it's elastic, you know, it goes up and down and that kind of thing. So um, yeah. assuming that you can't do all things, what, what process do you go through when making decision? You know, when you're making decisions um, throughout your day or throughout your year, you know, maybe some detail around how you make space for the most important things. I think that could help us. This is like the question of the year for me this year. So congrats on that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Because this is like, this is a big question because as the company grows, as you know, we're building the right team and we're getting into new things, there's always opportunities that are coming up. The hardest thing right now for me as a business owner is to make the right decisions and the right use of my time. Mm -hmm. um, because I just feel like every time that's kind of wasted um, is critical. And it's like the days can literally you know, just go by instantly. So how I've been measuring as far as like what actions to take is um, A, I have, a, I have a, a planner. So, you know, being in the kind of the tech space, um, media space, we're always with, you know, technology, computers and all sorts of stuff. So I'm always, you know, quick to grab my laptop. But one thing that's helped me is just to put the most important things in that planner. So it's not, I'm not writing out like everything, 
Mm-hmm. I'm just putting the most important things. So like every day I write down what are, you know, how many uh, revenue generating things that I do that day. Mm-hmm. So that way I can actually put a number to it. Did I do any? Did I do one, two, three? You know, what actions? Because those steps will lead to the growth of the business. I also start to look at, I put basically in buckets of like, how much time am I spending on revenue stuff, team, you know, outward branding, um, new ideas, because I have like a thousand of them, um, you know, and yeah. it's, it's about limiting those, those new ideas and getting clear and focused on what areas do I really need to tackle that's going to get the best bang for my buck um, and, and in the right time frame um, for the business. So I've just been getting really targeted now on where the area of focus that I need to be in every single day. And then in that planner, I'm making sure that I'm staying on task. So I'm just writing it down in buckets and just just literally putting it out like, did I do this? Did I do it? Because especially for business owners, people in leadership, this stuff can, I mean, a month, a quarter, you know, can, uh, can just fly by. And next thing you know, you're like, what did I do? You know, except Mm -hmm. for putting out fires left and right, Um, you know, and it just you get in this this routine. And that's why it's so critical for people in leadership to be writing those things down on however you best want to communicate that 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 to you, to yourself. But you want to make sure that's visible and that's clear to write out those goals to make sure that you're on the right path every single day. What did you do to get closer to your goals? That's good. Well, Jamar, this has uh, this has been fun, uh, but more than that, um, I've enjoyed learning from you, man. Uh, thank you for sharing all of this. Yeah. I know that uh, there is a, a degree of, as I said at the beginning, vulnerability that underpins the courage to put out something that you really believe in. Uh, so thank you for sharing that uh, with us. It's been a pleasure. And thanks for opening up about that, making time for it as well, because even though uh, energy is elastic, we both know time is inelastic and it just keeps going. So thank you for making space uh, and for making time. But as we close out, uh, I'd appreciate if you could just give us two last things as we close out first, uh, where would you direct people to go from here that want to engage beyond the podcast and then uh, this podcast episode? And then second, what encouragement uh, do you want to leave our listeners with? You can engage with me on uh, I am Jamar Jones.com. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can kind of see all, everything about my personal brand. And then as far as our company, it's Forever Media. That's F-O-U-R-E-V-A media.com. And that's where you can learn about our amazing team and, and the things that we do there. Uh, but also engage with me on, on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is the platform that I'm, I'm most uh, active in. And uh, definitely shoot me a message. We're all human beings. So uh, don't ever think that like, why would why would, you know, this guy respond back to my message, shoot me a message. You never know what's going to happen. And I always say like, what's, what's the worst that could happen? You know, if it's not death, you, you know, you just go ahead and do it, <laughs> go ahead and do it. Yep. Um, yep. And I, I would leave the listeners with this. Um, I like to ask these, these four uh, powerful questions uh, to kind of get you to where you're trying to go. Um, first, where do you want to go? What's it going to take to get there? And are you willing to pay the price? And the last question is, why haven't you paid it already? Now, I want you to look in the mirror when you ask those questions and really sit time, digest them, 
and start to jot, jot notes, document it out. Why? Why? It's going to answer a lot of questions for you as an individual, and it'll start to unlock that self-awareness. That is that is some gold right there. Or as my cousin would say, you just dropped some gems and I'm about to pick them up. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to repeat those in the outro. And, and for those of you who are wondering uh, where the, um, the links are, just scroll down to the show notes. We'll have all of that information in the show notes. Jamar, thank you so much for making thank time. You. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next interaction, man. Sounds good. Take care. All right, so the takeaways and action items. Takeaways, I've got a couple of them. First of all, bums are characterized by complaining and drift. That's my own interpretation from the conversation. No real direction and they'll stay if you do nothing. Number two, vampires like bums are exhausting. Vampires latch on and drain your energy. They're giving you their problems. Three, John Maxwell talks about people that add or subtract. Bums and vampires are negatives. Shepherds are positives. Action items. Now imagine plus and minus symbols floating above everyone's head. Would you have a plus sign or a minus sign above yours? Plus for shepherds, minus for vampires and bums. Now look around. Deal with the minus signs. Action item number two, answer those gems, the gold, the awesome content that Jamar posed at the end of the episode. Where do you want to go? What is it going to take to get there? Are you willing to pay the price to get there? And why haven't you paid the price yet? If you found value in what you heard, I encourage you to give us a written review in whatever platform you're using right now. I read all of them and it helps me make these episodes more valuable to you and folks like you. And then I would encourage you to send this episode to someone who needs a little encouragement. And the way that you do that is click on the episodes you're listening to, look for the three dots, and then you'll have options. After you click share, You'll see a bunch of contacts pop up if you're in an iPhone. Click a bunch of people, send it to them, say, hey, I thought of you when I heard this, and they'll love it as well. We have dozens of other conversations that will aid in your growth as a leader. Click subscribe, and you'll have access to all those episodes, just like magic. Well, I can't wait to be with you again soon, but until then, from all of us here at CCB Technology, thanks for listening.